imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women? Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Lead Hership Global Podcast. We're so excited to welcome all of you to today's program with L. Michelle Smith, best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive and business coach. And today, we're going to be talking to L. Michelle about the seven ways to say, I'll just include myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, we've all been told over and over again that as women, we need to know our value. But how do you actually go about doing that as a high-performing leader that's seeking higher heights in business? How do you dig into understanding your true value proposition? Well, first, you need to understand the consistent parts of your life story because they are actually the keys to your purpose and your future, and they're all embedded in your past. So knowing your value based Based on carefully examining your past is actually core to the mindset that will untether you from everything that's holding your back, a growth mindset. Adopting a growth mindset means that failure doesn't define you. In fact, failures are the very building blocks that help make you stronger, even more valuable. Think about it. Leading companies are looking for people who show their agility and ability to move in and out of the whole variety of roles that demonstrate their critical thinking and their ability to adapt to or instigate change. Think of uncovering your value through your story as your chance to create the forward motion that you desire in your life, both in the workplace and well beyond the workplace. Today, we are so lucky to have Elle Michelle Smith with us, who will share a very simple roadmap to success while weaving in and out of her own story and the stories of her own mentors and sponsors from the C-suite. Elle Michelle Smith is a best-selling author, speaker, certified executive and business coach who empowers high-performing executive women leaders to lead like rock stars. She also advises the companies that they're leading at the intersection of tech, culture, and business. She is the CEO and founder of No Silos Communication, the parent company for six media, content, talent development, and strategic communications consulting brands, all fueled by tech. Her company primarily develops high-performing executive women leaders. She has more than 25 years of experience as an elite award-winning communicator and integrated marketer at global agencies, as well as her own boutique agency and Fortune 10 technology, telecom, and media companies. She's a certified executive and business coach, a principal of No Silos Communication Coaching, and a professional private practice coach. She has worked with executives at American Express, Microsoft, Amazon, AT&T, Mary Kay, CNN, and more. Recently, an official contributor to Black Enterprise, 
L. Michelle Smith is also the author of No Thanks, I'll Just Include Myself, a guide to rock star leadership for women of color in the workplace, released worldwide in 2020. She's also the creator, the executive producer, and host of the Culture Soup podcast, which is heard in 38 countries and has been consistently at the top of the rankings on Apple Podcasts. L. Michelle, we could not be more excited to have you with us today. And thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. I'm so excited. I love that we're going to be talking about this idea of developing high-performing women executive leaders today. And so why don't you start us off by just telling us why you have such a passion around this and and how your journey led you to this point? Well, first of all, I am a woman. (laughs) That's the most obvious piece. But moving inside and outside of corporate America as a serial entrepreneur as well has given me a very unique vantage point. It's very interesting to see when the leadership is diverse, how the individual workers are treated and the environment is different. And I've seen that in action across the board. You know, I have to ask you, when a woman is considering her story, El Michelle, based on carefully examining her past, what are some of the milestones, the markers, the repeating themes that she should look for to be able to create her future? You know what? This is some very hard work that you need to do. When we say look into your story, a lot of people just decide that, you you know, they look at their bio or their resume and they say, this is my story. But no, we're talking about going all the way back to when you were a child. Sometimes beyond that, sometimes things that have happened when you were born or even before you're born have shaped who you are today. So as you're looking at your story, I do what one of my mentor coaches has taught me to do, and I share this with my clients as well, you look at the most significant moments in your life, and that's professional as well as personal. And it's the good and the bad, because so often we look at those challenging times and say, oh my gosh, I feel fear, I feel sadness, I feel embarrassment, and we want to tamp those things down. But the issue is this, great leaders tell great stories. And so often that has to do with your authentic story. That makes you more attractive. It makes you more relatable. It makes you more authentic. And people in a world of fakery are looking for someone who's real. So you've got to use those moments that are trying to you to identify some of the leadership lessons you may have learned then and didn't even know that there were leadership lessons. So if you're drawing a straight line, like a continuum, and you might want to limit these to about 10, right? When you get to a good moment, you're going to put it high above the line, make a point. And at the point that you get to a low point, make sure that that dot is below the line. And you're going to plot that thing like a bell curve over and over again. You're going to find plateaus. You're going to find valleys, right? And in between those ebbs and tides, if you will, you're going to identify life lessons that you've learned and keep it to about a word or two, right? So it might be tenacity. It might be patience. It may be, I learned how to fight the devil and kick his ass. You know, can I say that? I don't know. (laughs) Right. All of that makes a part of your leadership journey. Now, along the way, you want to look for trends, trends in 
issues and topics that surface over and over again. For me, technology was one of those themes where all the way back when I was 12 years old, my father taught me how to code, or we called it program, basic computer programming, right? Whip out the Commodore 64, and I could make that thing do some things, right? Yeah. Um, But I also knew that he taught me how to solve the Rubik's Cube. So STEM has always been a part of my life. And I did not really take note of that. I think that's part of it. Just this exercise of sitting with yourself and thinking about things that are significant to you. I found trends around business in my life and technology pretty much led to that. There were times where I built something with my technology skills. I didn't operationalize it. I didn't monetize it. But I look back now and I'm like, that's the business. In fact, it might've been a precursor to some of these social media platforms, right? And you start to see the trends. The other thing is that you're going to see ideas around your passions and your superpowers that will come to the, the forefront. And through this exercise, and I tell my lady leaders that they should not do this in a room with a spouse, with a roommate, with whoever, the dog, to send them all out and have this time because it's very cathartic. And when you get to that moment that you really didn't want to share, that really embarrasses you, that really gives you fear, pain, whatever it might be. I want you to whip out a piece of paper and you're going to write down what that thing is. And you're going to affirm, this is my story and I own it. And it makes me a better person. You're going to ball that thing up and you're going to have some kind of ritual. You're either going to throw it out in the trash. You might even burn it. I've had clients burn things. I've had clients flush it if it's flushable, whatever it might be. If you are a fake, you might just want to take that to the altar, but you want to give it back to the universe, to God, whoever, and say, you know what? This is a part of my story and I own it. And you're going to find that many of the most amazing parts of your leadership journey and story come from those times where it was hard. That's such a great way of thinking about how to sort of cultivate getting in touch with your own story. And it leads me to think, Elle Michelle, that that's also kind of a precursor to thinking about having a growth mindset. And so words growth mindset, you know, coaches throw those around all the time and how to be your best self-leadership books. But tell us from your perspective, kind of coach us forward on this, like how do you define a a growth mindset How do you know if you have a growth mindset? And then, you know, if you are doing the work and getting to a growth mindset, how do you know when you fully embrace it and like you're there? Right. So, you know, I can't take credit for the growth mindset. That's Carol Dweck from Stanford University who came up with this, this concept, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. There are two different ones. And if you understand what they are, you'll understand why in the book I use that as sort of the concept that I build the whole idea around an analog and a digital mindset. So the growth mindset really says failure is just the thing that happens. It does not define me. Therefore, I can learn from this failure and move forward. A fixed mindset says, you know what, failure happened. And you know what, that was me. A fixed mindset says, you know what, failure is a part of who I am. And you may not say that out loud, but it's the way you act and the way it manifests that gets you stuck. And you are not able to move forward in a way that you might want to. So I liken a growth mindset in this current cultural fractured and digital economy to 
of a digital mindset because you really want to be the one who will instigate and manage through change. Those are the types of leaders that companies say they want. These are the people that will run to the risk. You've heard that in Harvard Business Review. These are the ones that aren't afraid to fail because you know what? Fast fail, you pivot and you correct and you move forward. Now, there's two things to this. There's your mindset and then there's also the culture and the environment that you find yourself in in your workplace. You might want to ask yourself, does your environment encourage this agile you know, mindset. This is agility. You, you're heal. You'll a lot of the technology um, professionals talk about an agile, you know, um, workplace or um, a model, right? If you are not in an agile workplace, or maybe they say they are, but they aren't really doing it in practice, you will feel the pushback when you get into this fast fail mode. But let me tell you, you've got to push through it anyway. And, and get to those moments where you're able to innovate. So if you can't fail forward, you can't innovate. And then what are we doing as leaders? We, we aren't leading. Yeah, really well said. And, you know, I want to go back to this idea of understanding your story. You've noted, El Michelle, that to understand your story and your value, you have to know your three superpowers and your three passions. So can you define what that means, a superpower versus a passion and how you define those? Absolutely. So I have some analogies that I share with my clients to get them to understand what we mean when we're trying to define those passion points and superpowers. A passion point is really a topic, an issue, a trend Maybe even it's an industry. It's something that's big. It's not a skill. It's an idea. It's something that you are so passionate about that if you were laying on your deathbed, right, and the minister is standing over you, giving you your final rights, you say, wait one minute. I got something to say. And I got to say it right now. (laughs) It's that thing that you must address no matter what. Your Superpowers are those hard skills. We're not talking about the soft ones. We're talking about the hard skills. Those things that you could do, you know, um, for me, it's writing, it's speaking, it's communicating. It's things that someone might have taught you. Maybe you had a little seedling in you. You were born to do it and you can just absolutely kill it every time. If someone put weights on your, your ankles, tied you up, threw you into the ocean and blindfolded you... <laughs> And you're at the bottom of the ocean. You can still do that thing and kill it every time. That is a superpower. And I submit that we all have two or three of these things. When you look at the intersection of your superpowers and your passion points, you will be able to do that exploratory work that will find your passion and your value. And a lot of that you'll see in that storytelling that you did. And that exercise to find those significant moments, and I give all credit to Trudy Bourgeois on that, my mentor coach. Um, yeah, Trudy. <laughs> and look, and Trudy Bourgeois. Trudy's in the book too, and she just—I mean, she's a part of my origin story, and we're just cosmically connected, no matter what. That's just—I I give her all praises, right? But um, when you start to look at that storytelling, and you start to look at the trends, and look, this isn't just one exercise. To this day, I'm discovering things about myself that have been in my past that I hadn't even uncovered. And 
now that you have that, that paradigm in your mind, things trigger. Just during the day, you're like, oh, I remember when my great grandmother used to do blah, blah, blah. I kind of have that too, right? But you'll see themes of your passions and you'll see themes of your superpowers throughout your story. And it's so important that it is your story, authentically your story, because that is how you are able to know that this pathway that you're on is organic to you and nobody else. I love this thought of really just aligning, first knowing your superpowers and your passions, and then really making sure that they are aligned with, you know, your future direction. So what do women do when they've done the work and they're examining their um, intuition and their superpower and their, and their passion? And then it's, uh oh, I'm not leveraging the things that like, I'm best at. So yeah. what can women do to course correct? Well, the good news is that this little bit of looking back that we're doing is the way to move you forward. So if you aren't aligned right now with what you're doing and what you're finding is your leadership platform and your purpose and your, your value and all of these good things around your passion and purpose, now's your time to ask the question, how can I leverage these things to amp up what I'm doing now or pivot to where I should be? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So Michelle, thank you so much. Now, I have one more question before we get to our final leadership advice question. And that has to do with the advice that you would give someone if they say, I'm not sure that I really understand how to tap into my passions, my superpowers, my story, and live a more authentic life. And actually, it's a little daunting and maybe a little scary to do that. What would be the two or three things that you would coach someone to take action on, just small little baby steps to move them in the direction of examining their passion, their superpower, and their own story? Well, first of all, as a certified coach, and my coaching is based in applied positive psychology, I would want to know what is it that they really and truly want and what motivates them to move forward. If we could get underneath the goal, first of all, you got to articulate that goal and then find out what that key intrinsic motivator is behind it. Sometimes, this daunting task can be a little bit easier because you can find it within you to take it on. The next thing that you want to do is chunk the thing. Okay. I call it chunking. It's a psychology, you know, terminology. It, it really means to take off a little bit at a time. We don't have to boil the ocean, ladies. We can start with baby steps. But the only way that you're going to get those baby steps aligned to where your goal is going is to understand what your goal is. So let's start off by being real crystal clear on what it is that you want to do. It may be as simple as, gee, I want to make it to senior leadership in the next five years. It may be, you know what, I'm passionate about supporting other women just like me in STEM. You need to be very crystal clear on your goal. Then ask yourself, What's the first thing that I can do? What's a small thing that I can do to start on my way? And then carve out a little bit of time once a week, once a day. It could be 15, 20 minutes for just 
you and that goal and doing something against that goal to get to that goal. And then finally, I would say, you need a tribe, sis. Nobody goes at this alone. You need somebody, even if it's a coach, if it's a mentor, if it's a sponsor, if it's a peer, someone that's more junior than you. And by the way, ladies, if your tribe looks, acts, thinks, and does everything just like you, start over, start over, okay? But you need somebody who can pour right back into you the value that you know you bring to the table. So you've got your affirmations, but you also got that tribe that will spit those affirmations right back at you and build you up while you're on this journey. And let me tell you, that's that extrinsic motivation that is going to help you over the line. The power of the tribe is real, El Michelle. I mean, yeah. it just to even hear you say it like that, it is like that makes a huge difference, especially for women as they move forward. Um, but the final question today, and one that um, we're all fascinated to, to hear every time our speakers present it to us, but tell our listeners what the best piece of leadership advice that you've ever received is. So what would that be that you'd share with them? You know, it's interesting. It came from a mentor of mine who's one of my first bosses. I wasn't even out of college. Just, this was summertime internship at the local ABC affiliate. She was the number one producer, five o'clock producer in the country at the time. Now, her name is Janet Johnson, went on to be a Weather Channel executive. But she told me at a very, very young age, find the trees and move around the stumps. And what that means is there are going to be stumps and trees in your life. Trees are people who give life and breathe life into what you're doing. And they're positive about you. And if they give you criticism, it's constructive criticism. It's not going to be something that tears you down. The stumps do everything the trees don't, right? And she told me, look for the trees, move around the stumps. And guess what you know about trees? You have to look up to see the trees. If you're looking down and you're seeing the stumps, kind of like the chickens and the eagles in my book. If you're minding the chicken business, you're not flying with the eagles. Uh, this is why you're an award-winning executive coach. Like it's just, it's like going to church, just listening to you talk to us today. It's like, yes, I can do that. I feel so motivated. Good. Inspired by you. You're amazing. I know our listeners are going to get so much out of this and out of all of the practical advice that you've given them today. Thank you, El Michelle, for your time and for sharing your heart and just your authentic leadership and authentic self with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much to both of you for having me and thank you to Leadership Global. Thank you, El Michelle. And so I wanna ask our audience, do you have the support, the guidance, the connections and resources of other high-performing and growth-oriented leaders in a confidential, supportive and private community? If not, then consider Leadership Global. As El Michelle said, no one grows as a leader to become truly significant without the support of others. And that's what we're all about at Leadership Global. El Michelle, again, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, your guidance, your insight. We are truly grateful. Thank you, everyone. Until next week, take care and take care of each other. Thank you. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week 
as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.